0: This is Momentum with Kathy Gilmore, highlighting the good works of Catholics who make a difference. Hey, everybody. So glad to have you back with us. Um, My guest today, um, who is truly making a momentous difference in the world, is Kelly Walquist, who is an author and speaker and founder of the ministry um, called Women in the New Evangelization. Um, the anachronism is uh, wine. Um, and we are just so delighted to have Kelly here and to find out a little bit more about her ministry and how she really is um, lifting up the hearts and souls of women in the church and beyond so welcome kelly uh thanks kathy it's great to be here well now kelly tell people who may or may not be familiar with your work what is this women in the new evangelization apostolate all about what what's what what do you do what's what's the thing (laughs) yeah they're probably
1: thinking wine why are you talking about wine it's crazy um, although it's a fun name, right? Wine yes. in the New Evangelization. Uh, it's really not about the wine we drink. It finds its roots in sacred scripture and in the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 5, where we hear Mary's final words to us in sacred scripture, where she says, do whatever he tells you. And it's at the wedding of Cana. And so that's where we really take our inspiration. So wine is about doing the will of God, We just contend that as women we're radically relational, Um, and so it's much easier to do God's will when you are supported and encouraged and lifted up by your sisters in Christ. So WINE is a national Catholic ministry that introduces women into relationship with other women so we can have those good, solid Christian relationships supporting one another on on our earthly journey from blessing to blessing. So that's the essence of it. You know, it really springs forth from the wedding of Cana in Scripture. Uh, But there's a lot that wine has to offer. We've been around since uh, 2014. We actually became a nonprofit on the Feast of um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is kind of funny. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's like ironic, not to God, though. We (laughs) know, we put in to become a nonprofit in February, and, you know, the state gives us that status on de Guadalupe, who is the patroness of the new evangelization, so we're like, well, there's a little a little God wink, huh? That mm-hmm. we're on the right path. So um, since then, we've we've done a lot. We do a lot of events, a lot of um, Catholic women's conferences around the country. In 2017, we held the first ever national Catholic women's conference uh, in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia with Archbishop Chaput, which was great. And we had 34 different women's ministries represented. Um, So that's really, wine is about elevating women in their giftedness. And so we always want to get out there what is tried, trusted, and true. So if there's all these other great women's ministries or great women's books or bookstores or book clubs or whatever, um, authors, anything, we really want to elevate them. And uh, you know, we just figure as women, we're we're too busy to reinvent the wheel. So if somebody else has got something awesome that's working and it's good, then let's let's all band together and joyfully compliment one another in the vineyard, right? So that's kind of the you know, kind of the essence. The Reader's Digest version. We also have retreats that we do, and book clubs. Um, we can, we, we've got 12 different book clubs, Bible studies slash book clubs, on, online at catholicvineyard.com. And again, everything's done for you because we don't want women to have to do a lot of work. So if you're going to put on a book club, it's all there. The study journal guide, everything's there, teaches you how to, how to organize it, how to do absolutely everything. And then this past year, we just published our first Look, so there. I think you just got it all in a nutshell.
0: That is that is fabulous, and I I just what I I what I especially like of what you're doing is this whole notion of being a connecting point for so many supportive ministries that um, speak to the hearts of women, and truly, women need that, particularly Catholic women in a culture that is so hostile to to authentic femininity, hostile to motherhood, hostile hostile to family life. I mean, just go down the list of the ways where we need our hearts and souls strengthened. And I even think it's interesting that you guys are are kind of a, a, a paradox because there's so much humor and stuff in the culture about you know the mommies needing wine to manage their lives and i think it's so i think it's just kind of beautiful that you guys are saying well no we're taking the wine of the holy spirit and strengthening our hearts far better than any you know fruit off of a grapevine could ever do so um i just i I feel like you're you're position to speak to the culture in, in a special way. Um, do you get a sense of that or um, am I just, uh, am I just dreaming this up? No, it's wonderful. It's, it's true. You know, and
1: when we first had that name wine, you know, we kind of wrestled with it. I I, I wish I could say I came up with it. <laughs> I was talking to a, a, a sister, um, sister Kathleen, and we were in Florida you know, on the ocean, actually, having this conversation, not on the ocean, but on the shores. (laughs) And uh, we we weren't out in a barge or anything. Um, But I was telling her that I wanted to have, I didn't want another program in the church. I wanted a movement that really elevated women in their giftedness. And I was explaining it all to her, and um, I said to her, I said, I want to call it something like women in the new evangelization. And she said, "Well, then call it that." And I said, "Well, you know, that's that's a mouthful." And she said, "No, it's not. It's wine." And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's brilliant." Um, but we did look at that too, just because there are there is woundedness through alcoholism and stuff throughout the, throughout the world, and so we wanted to be very cautious of that. And we prayed a lot about it. And then we also looked into scripture. And like I said, it comes from John two five, that first miracle of turning water into wine and the beautiful sacramental aspects of wine and every I mean you go through the scriptures and read all about you know the vine I am the vine you are the branches I, the wine is and grapes and all that is so um symbolic in scripture and when we talk about the new wine and you, you know we talk about the prophetic pouring out of the holy spirit at pentecost where there's like they're mocking them and saying, they're drunk on the new wine. It's like, amen, they are, because that new wine is the divine life. And so that's mm-hmm. what we always want to point to. Uh, now, recognizing we've got the secular with the sacred here, one thing I would say that you just, you know, hit it right on the head is that, um, you know, right now people are like, oh, you know, like you said, mommy needs wine to get through the day. Well, mm-hmm. this is the new wine we want to give them, right? But one thing with this name is so often we hear people say, oh, I like wine. You know, and then all of a sudden they perk up or they're, and they're like, well, what's this, you know, and you look, well, it's a book club, come do this book club with us, you know, and they may not even know what they, what they really are needing. And, you know, my good friend, Chef Caven says, God gives us what we need wrapped in what we want. So I think we see that a lot with wine because people are like, oh my gosh, that looks fantastic. Oh, you know, your events look great. And you know? And they always kind of giggle with, oh, I like, I like a glass of wine. We're like, well, come check us out. And then they get there and they get something so far beyond what they expected because they get that supernatural joy. I mean, one thing people say, and I remember Sister Ann Shields, when she came and was speaking at one of our conferences early in the morning before we even started, she, she grabbed me and she said, can you feel it? Do you feel that? And I was looking at her and I said, but she said, that's palpable joy. And I said, I know, I know we are surrounded by it because It is being inebriated with the Holy Spirit. Wine is drenched in the Holy Spirit. So you're right. I mean, people, there is that aspect, but yet we use that for the greater good. Like, okay, come on in. Let us show you what we're all about. And then then they're like, well, this is better than I could have ever imagined.
0: And you know what it brings to mind is when you were first launching the book clubs early on, I was part of one of the wine book clubs in St. Louis, which is where I live, at um, the Daughters of St. Paul Book Center. And it was so much fun. Um, and what I really noticed, there was two things. I noticed that palpable joy in the group of ladies. Um, and, and it was so fun being hosted by the sisters. But um, it was beautiful because it was multi-generational that we were doing a book club, which so many women enjoy doing now, but it was a book club focused on different things to strengthen us in our faith. And we had moms who had kids in school right alongside of moms that were grandmas and retired. I mean, and even I think there was one woman who was um, uh, in college. So you truly had the full spectrum of women in all the seasons of life and what I loved was, and this is partly, you know, because of my heart for Catholic Marketing Network, and we really seek to support, you know, Catholic stores and how people can connect with them and all that. So it was neat to see a Catholic store being used to create community in this way. So um, I, oh, d- I loved it. Yeah,
1: I loved it. It was that was kind of that was a win win for us, because like I said, we want to elevate everything that out there that is tried, trusted, and true, and good for the faith, and one of those things is our Catholic bookstores, and um, I think they, like all of us, have taken a hit with the creation of Amazon or whatever, but one of the things you lose by not going into any store, but specifically a Catholic bookstore, is you lose that community aspect. You know, there's something about talking to someone. When you're buying a gift for a first communion, or if you're looking for a Bible because you just started a new Bible study, I mean, there's something different. And we, are, we you know, we're created for relationship. So when Mary Anne down in um, St. Louis, when she and sister were starting the wine book club um, in the store, I was like, "This is fabulous! Absolutely fabulous!" And I, you're right, I loved being down there and being part of it and seeing. Um, the multi-generational thing. And we see that all the time. It doesn't matter, honestly, Kathy. It does not matter if you are 18 or if you're 108. You come to a wine event and you're gonna stand there and say, I feel like I belong. And we're like, <laughs> You do. <laughs> you do. It's a sisterhood. I mean, it's just a natural sisterhood. It's one of the characteristics of wine, is that sisterhood. The other characteristics, we always say there's four characteristics in wine. The other one is scripture and prayer. Everything we do is drenched in it, is isn't drenched in scripture and prayer. And the next characteristic is the aha moments of the faith when we learned why we do what we do. So as we're saying, oh, you're, we're coming to a book club, which is great because right now in society, that's what people are doing. They would have their wine book clubs. In fact, my my book club eight years ago before it w- was called Read Between the Wines. You know, and so so we kind of, use that title for some stuff we did, you know, but it, you're actually getting more than just a book club, right? You're getting, you're getting spirituality. You're getting sisterhood by the, by the relationships you're making. You're also um, getting to know the scriptures. You're getting deeper into prayer and you're getting to learn the faith. And then our last characteristic we say is beauty. Everything we do is beautiful because that draws us in as well. But that, Actually, I think it's kind of a uh, Ignatian, you know, if you'd say to someone, "Hey, do you want to learn Ignatian spirituality?" they'd be like, eh, I don't know. It sounds weird. I don't know what that is, but once let's say they go through walk in her sandals, where we have you go into the story, it's a biblical narrative of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection is seen through the eyes of women. And I remember because I was sitting, I was sitting and it was in it was in the bookstore, and one lady said, I have never prayed like this. This was the best Lent. I've never prayed like this. And that's when I said, that's Ignatian spirituality. You just went into, you know, you were contemplating, you put yourself into the story through this book. So, I mean, it's all these great little golden nuggets that um, people don't realize they're getting. I guess it's all these great little characteristics of wine that you get a taste of. Right. So very
0: well. And, and the other thing that is beautiful about, because um, partly, you know, we're we're talking today because you are going to be a special guest at the CMN, the Catholic Marketing Network, Momentum 22 event this summer in July, which is happening July the 25th through the 28th and on the 26th in the evening you are our special host for our um, cocktail party celebration and author meet and greet and um, I want you to talk a little bit for a minute um, our time is somewhat short but um, to share the book that you are going to be featuring I'm particularly excited about it because I'm a children's author myself and so I love the way that you now are creating an opportunity for, um, multi-generational, truly, um, experiences of a, um, a children's storybook that, um, you know, can be shared with women themselves, but also between grandmothers and granddaughters, daughters, um, m- mothers and daughters and all that. So, Tell us a little bit about this uh, this precious storybook that you guys are releasing.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. And it, is, it really is so special. And I think everybody says that about their book. It's so special. This one really has, has the Holy Spirit all over it. It is called The Mother of Jesus is Wonderfully Real. And it is the product of a letter. Actually, it's the product of tears of a little girl. It's a true story. Little Isabel, my friend Alyssa's um, niece, uh, had worn her Mary necklace to camp one day. You know, and she was all excited. It was a secular camp. She was about seven years old. And the kids made fun of her. And she came home and was heartbroken. I mean, so heartbroken and couldn't console her. So her mom said, You want to go see anna Alyssa? Sure. So we went over to Alyssa's and Alyssa was trying to console her and couldn't console her and looked up and saw a book written by um Father Paul Marie, who is a great, great theologian, Dominican over at the Angelicum in Rome. And she said, you know, Father Paul wrote a book about Mary and he wouldn't write a book about Mary if Mary weren't real. Do you want to write Father Paul a letter? And Isabel, through her tears, wrote this letter, cute letter to this beautiful priest. And the letter she got back from him is so gorgeous and profound that for nine years, Alyssa was like, Father, you need to make this a a book. This is a children's book. And by the grace of God, and Alyssa will tell the story better, um, but Everything falling into place—it's—it's uh, it's just incredible. Um, this book, this letter to this young child, became a book. And the artist is absolutely gorgeous. It's all done in watercolor. And I remember when Father Paul Murray, because he was so worried that it was going to be some kind of cutesy little kid book, and like I said, he's a great theologian. He's a scholar, academic, um, and he, when he saw the artwork, he said, "I hardly believe that my little epistle." is worthy of such an artist. We're like, wow, wow. So it is this beautiful, beautiful book. And our first endorsement came from Bishop Barron. And, you know, he, he just hit it right on the head, you know, talking about how beautifully it's illustrated, but saying that it is for anyone, any young person struggling to understand spiritual truths. And he says, you know, get it for your child, your grandchild, your godson, your goddaughter. And when you've finished reading it to him or her, savor it for yourself. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, we we hear these stories. We had one on Facebook where um, a woman in Texas was reading it to her granddaughter and her daughter-in-law isn't Catholic. And her daughter-in-law kind of sat down next to him and started listening. And, and after she got done, she said, I never, no one's ever explained Mary that way. I didn't know that. And within, I don't even know if it was minutes or hours, she, she said to her mother-in-law, would you teach me the rosary? And it's like, wow. I mean, so it's just such a, it's so beautiful and so profound. And right now it's something that we just want to offer through bookstores, you know, just to, to work alongside our Catholic bookstores and offer it with them.
0: So, um, Kelly, I just yeah. think this is going to be such a um, really special and precious uh, thing that's going to bless families. Because, like with my virtue hero stories, I notice over and over what you just described that that when the books are read to the little people, the story. Profoundly affects whatever big people are nearby, whether it's a lapsed Catholic parent who's reading the book because grandma gave it to him or things like that. So there is power in these children's stories for the cause of evangelization. And I just, I, I celebrate the way that you are, you know, wanting to be very intentional about drawing people together in community through our Catholic retailers. And we want to, you know, kind of set out a special shout out to any Catholic retailers that are listening, or if a listener um, can get the word to their uh, local Catholic retailer to come to our event, the trade show is an amazing opportunity for them to shop for everything for their store, and um, then get refreshed and renewed. Connecting with people like Kelly, where you know you might have been having a hard time, and now there's hope. You know, we're talking on this show about momentum in the church and um, where we see the hope, where we see those glimmers of light. Well they're there. So we want to give that light to our retailers who are, um, working hard and also to everyone else who wants to, um, connect with like-minded ministry, minded Catholics who, um, you know, want to, uh, feel that sense of solidarity. And like you say, Kelly, the sisterhood, um, Mm-hmm. So I want to be sure and give everybody the website so they can find out more about you and about the wine ministry, which you, I want you to give it because I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Catholicvineyard.com. And I love that we have that, Catholicvineyard.com. I, can't, I don't know how the bishops didn't pick that one up before us, but <laughs> there we hey. go. So love to have you come join us. Come to Catholicvineyard.com.
0: Absolutely. And then if anybody wants to get information about how to register for our um, Momentum 22 event um, hosted by Catholic Marketing Network, go to catholicmarketing.com and you can go to our event page and find out all the things that are happening. Because we have the trade show part that's really emphasizing retailers and um, any kind of online and brick and mortar um, and parish based and shrine based retailers. But also we've got conference tracks to strengthen everybody that is uh, that is any kind of a ministry-minded Catholic. So check out CatholicMarketing.com and uh, you can find out all that's planned. Momento so. with Kathy Gilmore is sponsored by Catholic Marketing <laughs> Network and Adventure Catechism Media, equipping Catholics to live and share the faith.